Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 Podcast. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on Sober 50 Podcast as we continue to bask in the glow of recognition by So Over It for So Over 50. Janine Spencer or Ubop is now featured on at least three pattern covers for So Over It. Lisa Comfort of So Over It wanted to recognise the Sober 50 community and made sure a whole week of their social media recognised their support for this creative community. Today, Janine is here to chat with us about her experience at So Over It and also share her sewing background with us. Janine, thanks for being our So Over 50 guest today. Absolute pleasure. Nice to meet you, Maria. Good to be here. Oh, that's wonderful. I've seen your image on So Over It over the last few weeks, and it's wonderful. Such good recognition for both you and for So Over 50. Yes, it's quite amusing. I'm, I'm just getting used to it, actually, just seeing my face pop up here and there it's um yeah it takes a bit of getting used to but but it's been great I'm, I'm glad to be part of the movement it's been really good did you ever think that a sewing pattern company would embrace Sober 50 as much as Sew Over It has done now that's a very interesting question Maria because I hadn't even noticed a lack of visibility until so Over 50 brought it to my attention and then once they had, it was very obvious once I was trawling through sewing patterns, as I tend to do on quite a regular basis, that there was nobody my age on the cover. I think partially I hadn't noticed because I'm a creative person. I work in a creative industry. I'm a graphic designer by trade. And I kind of like a blank canvas to start with, especially when I'm sewing. So I kind of look past the model always on the pattern cover pages, because to be quite frank, you know, on the whole, they're a bit meh, but that's good because at least they allow for you to interpret the design in your own way. Yeah. So probably because of that, I hadn't noticed the age of the models. I mean, in the case of independent patterns, there's quite a lot that are illustrated. So the covers, so it'd be quite difficult to second guess an age. But now that it's drawn to my attention, it's made me wonder why, why we were invisible. Why, why did um, people feel the need to exclude such a a big major age group in the sewing community so so I am glad I'm very glad and I'm very honoured to be part of this movement if you like and the fact that so over it um have embraced it is is just brilliant really yeah it's really good to see and I think I was in the same boat as yourself when it came to looking at patterns and selecting for myself I always looked at line drawings I never looked at the image that they were trying to project and again, because Sober 50 raised that issue, I thought, oh, yes, that is an issue. But, you know, it's really great that things are now starting to change. It is. It is. And it'd be interesting to see what knock-on effect that has. I mean, I haven't seen anybody else jump on that bandwagon yet, because normally when an issue is highlighted, you can see a change up in your inbox with, uh, oh, they're doing it now. Oh, look, they've <laughs> caught onto this, which is a good thing generally. I haven't seen anyone else doing it just yet, but I am keeping my eyes peeled because once you know that something's missing, you're definitely drawn to seeing who's next. Yeah, and it'll be great to see who's next. Oh, oh, it really will, yeah. It will. <laughs> what was your experience being a model for Sell Over It? 
Yes, very interesting. Now, so over it asked me about a year ago or even more, maybe it was two years ago, they, they asked me if I would do it. They didn't, I don't think they declared who, who the company was that, that they wanted me to model for. They asked just, I think they simply asked if I was interested in doing some modeling for the over 50 sewing community. And I politely declined, I immediately declined. I just thought that would be my worst nightmare. And of course they said, well, Janine, we look on your grid, you know, and you look amazing and blah, blah, blah. Well, thank you very much. But that's largely down to my partner being very patient with me and quite bossy and telling me that all the chins are there or, you know, to suck it up or do whatever. And, and quite frankly, boss me around until he gets me into a position where I'm, I'm happy with it. And believe you me, out of sometimes it will take 200 photos to get the five that I want. And that's the beauty of digital photography. That's the absolute privilege I've got with having a partner who's got all the time in the world to do that because he enjoys doing it with me. So yes, that's how I end up with quite good pictures on my group. But the idea of going to a studio and having somebody else shoot you just filled me with dread. You know, already I've got that wedding smile on my face, you know, that's kind of glued, you know, that the sides of your mouth are glued in a permanent fixed smile and uh, achy jaw and just nervous as hell. And the other thing, which is an issue, probably a bit oversharing is I've got an essential tremor which for anyone who doesn't know means that if I have a heightened emotion negative or positive namely in this case you know anxiety or self-consciousness or stress or anything like that I just start shaking like crazy and the more that people notice it I shake even more so it's counterproductive when you're doing modeling for someone or demonstrating to someone or doing anything in front of anyone really because I just shake so much and I just thought oh cut my losses just say no because I'm just going to be the worst model in the world anyway when they asked me again I just thought you know what and, and I think it is something to do with being over 50 I'm 55 now so I was I was over 50 when they first asked me I'm 55 now or just coming up to and I thought you know, I'm gonna stop saying no I've said no to so many things all my life because of that that's I've had this condition as far as I know since I was about 13 years old and I've coped with it, but I've coped with it by saying no to opportunities that maybe I should have said yes to. And, you know, you don't know if you're going to be good at anything until you do it. And so what if I'd have been rubbish at it? You know, I'd never do it again, but at least, you know, it's not left in the back of your mind as, oh, should I have done that? Oh, don't, well, you'll never know, will you, unless you actually do. So I bit the bullet and I went along and I was determined not to let this stupid fear get the better of me. And if I was going to start shaking, well, then I was going to start shaking and have to deal with it in some way. Actually, the team was so welcoming. They were so lovely. I've met Lisa once before, or actually a couple of times before, and she's always been consistently lovely and made me feel welcome and definitely made me feel part of the team. So the makeup lady, which was absolutely glorious, and she made me feel so comfortable and made me look so good. I could just put her in my back pocket and carry her around with me wherever I go so that she could uh, give me that treatment every day. So yes, I felt like a princess being all dolled up. And then obviously the photographer, he made me feel good too. And I think I just felt like, wow, what a privilege, what a treat to have this much fuss made about me really. Because I'm a bit low maintenance, I, you know, just stick a few pins in my hair and slap on a bit of red lippy. I don't really ever give myself that much treatment. So it was an amazing experience. And I felt great and it took a while to warm up, if I'm fair, because it just was a bit out of my comfort zone with everybody looking at me. You know, that's that's the worst bit about it. That's the worst bit about anything I do with this silly old condition. But it was great. And every now and again, 
because I don't see what they're seeing. They're looking at the laptop while the photographer's shooting me. So every so often they'd say, oh, do you want to come and see? And I'd go and have a look and go, oh, God, you know, or, oh, actually, that looks good, you know. But in the same way that I know, because Dan takes hundreds of photos of me, not everyone is going to be great. You know, there's going to be some awful, <laughs> gawpy, half-shut-eye photos. And But out of them, there, there will be some good ones. And obviously they did, but it was all very professional. It was all very quick, quick change this, quick change that. Lisa was on the ironing board, ironing away as I was, you know, getting ready to do the next outfit. And it was brilliant. And yes, I'm glad. I'm very glad I said yes. I, I walked away feeling like I did it, you know. And I, I mean, it's only standing in front of a camera, but I just, for years, I felt that such a challenge, you know, unless it's somebody I know or I'm in, you know, jolly good company and I, I know these people very well. Yeah, the prospect terrified me. But by saying yes, I, yeah, I'm glad I did it. I'm really glad. It's good that you've said yes after so many years of saying no. Photos look great. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm quite pleased with them. I mean, I do look at them and, yeah, I look at them in an interesting way because obviously I'm looking at them because uh, the patterns are great and they work. And uh, Lisa was good at allowing me to embrace, you know, my vintage touch to it as well. I don't overly dress vintage, but I definitely always come back every now and again to that that little vintage touch because I think it works and I feel comfortable in it. And Lisa recognised that. And I think that's what made the styling look good too. Um, but I, yeah, I look at it and I'm, I'm proud because it makes me remember the day more than anything. And my mum was very excited to see them on there as well. Oh, <laughs> that's lovely. It sounds like you felt like you were part of the team on the day. Oh, absolutely. Without shadow of a doubt. In fact, in fact, when uh, Alice came in, because they were shooting two of us that day, or, or maybe they were shooting more, I don't know, but Alex came in just after me and we had a quick high and then she was into, into having makeup done while I was in and out, you know, changing, changing tops. And uh, it, it really did feel like I was part of the team and it felt very, well, it was a whole lot of fun, felt very special. And so when it was time to go, I was quite sad. I was like, oh, kind of quite happily do this all day now, <laughs> but not ever wanting to do it. I was just really, you know, excited to be part of that process. It was lovely to see. I mean, as I say, I work in a creative background, so I know there's always so many cogs to the machine, you know, the photographer, the art direction. Alma was very good at, you know, keeping me relaxed and, you know, pulling the sleeves down and tucking me in or pulling me out, whatever. And then we went on a nice little walkabout as well in the street. That was more fun, just with Alma and the photographer. And yeah, we sort of loosened up a bit more and it was nice to not be stood, you know, on the white paper in it, in all the positions and just to have, just to have a little walk around. And that was, that was great fun when we shot some video and did some more poses outside. Yeah, as I say, we came back and then shortly after that, it was uh, time to go. And I just felt like, wow, I just, yeah, I want to do this all the time. It's, it's great fun. When you were going for your walk, the photos that we saw where you were standing at an iron fence were they taken at that point in time? Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There was it was all impromptu. I mean, I guess photographers well versed in finding lovely spots in a street. They were literally across the road from Lisa's shop. I mean, it's a nice area. There's some lovely buildings and all those lovely Georgian Victorian buildings, whatever they are, have this beautiful wrought iron railing. So it's not difficult to find a doorway you know, a quick look over my shoulder to make sure there wasn't going to be an owner coming out saying, what are you doing on my land? 
Um, but no, there were just some very confused builders going in and out down the side alley. But I'm quite used to that as well. Dan, we quite often, you know, think we're shooting in a place where there's no people around. And then all of a sudden you realise, oh, there's four or five people standing with their arms crossed, just completely staring at you, wondering what the hell you're doing. Past me, you know, 10 years ago would have gone, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's people watching. And now, you know, if there's only a few people I really don't mind now, I can I can block them out now. But that's taken a lot of years to get used to. That's good. Let's go back to you. It sounds like you had the best day ever and we're going to keep seeing your photo on sale over it. Congratulations on doing that. How did you develop your online name? Oh, do you know what? I've had this online name for nearly 15 years now and not one single person has asked me. And I kind of half wanted someone to ask me and half not because it is kind of random, but not. I'm a massive David Bowie fan. And when you're coming up with names for a sewing blog, I mean, in the beginning, I didn't have a sewing blog. I was a member of the Birder Style community and I did a lot of posting there and worked my way up to posting photos of myself there. Again, because I was a scaredy cat, I used to make clothes for my younger daughter at the time and things like scrunchies and little crafts and put them out there. Anything that didn't involve me putting my face out there. So then as it went on and I noticed all people have their own grown up blogs with their own blog names. I want to do that too. And just more than anything to have a catalogue of my own work, like a portfolio, like I would do in my job. You know, I carry around a little portfolio. Well, I don't anymore. I find it hard to keep up. I used to in the old days have a portfolio of my work. And I wanted to do that with my sewing because I am proud of it. It does take a lot of time and I love it so much. I mean, as the years have gone on, I forget, oh, I forgot I made that. And I don't want that to happen. I want to catalogue everything. So anyway, I started this blog. But of course, I need a blog name, much like a band needs a band name. And my husband's a musician, and I know how difficult it is for him to come up with band names, various bands he's been in over the years. And it's no different to a blog, because you want to be outstanding. You don't want it to sound stupid. You don't want it to give an impression of something that you're not. But by the same token, you want it to be a little bit original. And I spent weeks and weeks and weeks. In fact, I wouldn't start my blog until I have my blog name, because I thought, once I've done it, that's it. I'm beholden to it. Like most ideas (laughs) that come to mind be it self-drafted design, sewing, you know, or even working out how to sew certain things. I was in the shower and that's where all my ideas seem to resolve. I don't know about anyone else, (laughs) much like a eureka moment in the bath, mine happened in the shower. And so I was just humming David Bowie's fashion. And I'm not going to sing it because I've got the most terrible singing voice in the world, but there's a bit that says, ooh, bop, fashion. And I thought, oh, there you go. And then I thought, well, I can't have Ubop fashion because that's like totally nicking his lyrics. And although it would be quite interesting to have my pants sued by, you know, the person I love most in the whole world, that would be an interesting turn of events. But actually, I thought, well, I can have the Ubop bit, surely. I don't think it's actually spelt like that in the lyrics, but that's what it sounded like to me. I generally do make up lyrics when I don't understand what they are, when I can't hear them properly. But I also, being a graphic designer, I am. I like the way that three O's, and BOP stacked on top of each other, had those that the little bits, you know, the circular bits inside characters are called characters. And I like the way they all stacked on each other. So already visually, I'm liking this, even though it seemed a bit of a weird name. And I get called Obop, Ubop, or Mbop, or, you know, I mean, that's the worst bit, isn't it? People thinking that you've got your name from Hanson, you know, which probably people don't know about, especially the under 50s anyway. <laughs> 
so no, that's where it came from, really. And I like the David Bowie Association. He's been a massive part of my life since I was a teenager. And I, I saw no reason to include him in my sewing journey as well. Both but an inspiration, not just for his music, but from his own personal style as well. And his bravery in putting himself out there in leggings and all sorts. He's changing styles there. Oh, absolutely. And being able to completely sophisticate himself up in those amazing suits as well. So yes, it made sense to have him as part of my sewing journey as well. But yes, thank you for asking. I'm glad I've had the opportunity to spell it out because seriously, nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> I'm really glad I was the first to ask. And thank you for explaining it. Yeah, it's a great way that you've developed your name. So you've got a blog and you've got an Instagram account. And where else can we find you online? Instagram is where I mostly hang out. And I'm a bit sad that Instagram has taken over from my blog because I used to invest a lot of time in there. And now... I probably do a post a month, but I'm not going to let go of it because I do think that blogging is still quite special. It gives me a chance to elaborate more on the details, on the sewing details and the inside details and the finer details, rather than just showing the pretty that's on the outside, which is what Instagram does. I treat Instagram like a micro blog, which it is. I'm starting to use more words in there because actually I think people do like to read up on more detail, but I always point them back over onto my personal blog. I'm also a Minerva ambassador, so you will find me blogging over there, uh, probably before that goes to my blog in any case. And I have a Twitter, again, with the handle at Ubop as well. Very seldom go on there. I just find that I can't handle the conflict most of the time. (laughs) And although that's just words, I choose my moments to come on board when I think the coast is clear and everyone's in a good mood, I'll jump on Twitter. Facebook, I have, that's just under my name, Janine Spencer. I don't really use, I use that for a personal account more than anything. Although everything I do on Instagram just is naturally shared among those accounts anyway. When did you discover the Sew Over 50 community? I was wondering about that. And I think that, I mean, it was definitely a few years ago now. And I remember I had a look back on my messages and I saw that they reposted one of my outfits, my tool skirt and my jacket. And that was in January 2019. But I'd been tagging them before then because I noticed other people were tagging them. And I was getting more interested in what they were posting because when I was posting things prior to having heard of them, I was tagging style over 50 and various, you know, hashtag combinations of that to be part of a community with older people involved. Because as much as I am inspired by younger people, I want to also be inspired by people my age as well. And all the issues that so over 50 embrace obviously aren't embraced or discussed among 20 year olds because they haven't got there yet. You know, and that's not to say they don't know about those issues, but until you've experienced certain things, I think you're more likely to accept advice from somebody who's personally experienced things. And it's just nice to be part of a community that that's all understanding of each other. And that's why I think Over 50 is very special. I'm not sure whether they found me or whether I found them. I'm pretty sure I had heard of them. And then when they reposted something I'd made and I felt incredibly honoured that that they posted one of my outfits. And I thought, wow, you know, such a big audience. And then, of course, that brings engagement with other people. And it's it's just been lovely. I've met some amazing people through So Over 50. So I'm very glad it happened. And I think the timing of when Sober 50 started to then, you know, they kept progressing and then we were all in lockdown and everyone was so isolated that Sober 50 has helped people stay engaged with others 
during this time when a lot of people couldn't go out of the house. And so they've done a really good, I call it a community service, as well as, you know, we're sewing, with sewing people, you know, they've done so much for the community individuals to keep them connected through this really crazy time. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think community service just about hits the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. And yeah, it's just very welcoming, all encompassing. It just feels like a safe place to be. It feels like there's no judgment. There's no harsh criticism. There's no, you know, it, it just feels like an incredibly safe place. And I mean, I lockdown for me actually wasn't too terrible, only in as much as I had so much work, so much freelance work and my husband didn't have any. So I just felt the need to crack on and keep my head down. So I'm grateful for all the work I had, although, you know, I, I was secretly wishing I had more time to sew, but it was lovely. All the same looking at everyone's, um, what everyone else was sewing on their Instagram feeds and so over 50 definitely keeping me company all that time as well. So thanks to Sober 50. Absolutely. Janine, what advice would you give listeners who want their sewing projects to be recognised on social media? I would say just do it. That's obviously a tagline that's been taken by someone else, but it's so true. And if you haven't got a social media account already, then I would say bite the bullet, sign up and just start posting. If you've got one already and you want more recognition, then maybe I'm not the best person for that because I've got no special tactics apart from that I just love sewing. And so I love making things and I make as many things as I can and I want to document them and I want to keep them catalogued and I just post them and put them out there. Nobody's ever mean, nobody's ever horried about things. And I think I've had a couple of strange comments but on the whole, everyone's really helpful. I just like being part of that community. And I think if you get involved, if you give as much back to the community as people are giving back to you, i.e. feeding back on other people's stuff, I think it pays off in the end. I mean, I've no idea how mine's grown. I mean, lately, it's very obvious <laughs> because Sober has definitely done its bit to get my name around the community. But apart from that, the growth has been quite steady and it's a nice manageable size account and that I've got at the moment. And it's largely just because I've just been consistent in what I'm posting. Mm. I mean, to be fair, I don't post, I mean, I do on my stories. I sometimes post what I have for dinner or, you know, <laughs> if I've had a, if I've had a little bit of a, a moment down the gym, which is quite rare, but I, I, on the whole, I only post about sewing. I think that's key to keep it niche. People like to know what to expect when they go to an account. I generally only follow on Instagram. I only follow people that sew or style or that are creative in that, in that way. You know, I follow all sorts of other things and read other books on other things. It's not my only interest, but, but that I try to keep it small because otherwise it's such an overwhelming minefield social media. And you can get very, very distracted and drawn into things that, you know, before you even know it, you're going down a massive rabbit hole somewhere else. So I keep mine very sewing related. And I think if you want to be recognised, I think that's key to keep it simple and with a niche subject that you want to, to talk about and make it your own as well. Not try and be like anybody else. I mean, that's the whole reason I started sewing. And I assume that is why most people want to sew is that they're a bit tired of well, not just fit, but also mainstream high street style. 
if you're going to go to the bother of making something yourself, you want to you want it to be a little bit individual. So to add a bit of yourself into your feed, that will probably come naturally. But that's what people like. They like people's different styles and being inspired by different techniques and things. So, yeah, I think just keep it simple and keep it your own. That's the advice I'd give for for growing um, a social media account. Janine, thank you again for being on Sober 50s podcast on So Organised Style. You're very welcome. And thank you so much for having me. This is something else that's obviously a first for me. And um, and I've had a great time talking to you. Thanks so much, Maria. Thanks again, Janine. Thank you. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Style podcast for So Over 50 was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Janine, with lots of support from So Over It soundbybensound.com you can subscribe to soul organized style podcast but with an s not a z on all good podcast apps make sure you go back and listen to our show the 50 podcast archive and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to us we hope you'll support our podcast production through our patreon account there are over 270 free podcasts in our podcast library with the aim to keep you company and encourage you to sew more often. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at style or on our website at www.soorganisedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>